Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience. And today I am joined by my friend, Renee Yoxen, singer, songwriter, and trans voice teacher. How's it going today, Renee? It's going great. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. And I, I, I'll have to admit that I was perusing your website just a little bit prior to <laughs> chatting. So you have four full-length albums out, Degrees in <laughs> Physics, Jazz, and Songwriting. What am I doing with my life, Renee? Um, <laughs> I feel so unaccomplished. I'm just a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us all about you. Give us kind of the elevator pitch. What's up with you? Yeah. So right now, I would say that my business is primarily focused on trans voice lessons. So the third part of my uh, byline, trans voice teacher. Right now, I'm creating uh, voice alteration resources for trans and non-binary people seeking to feminize, masculinize, or neutralize their voice. Very cool. I'd love to kind of just kind of dig into where this got started for you. Can you maybe just kind of take us back to the genesis of your journey? Yeah. So, I mean, of course, like everyone's journeys, there's multiple paths that I took, but I started out primarily as a singing teacher, like alongside my career as a singer songwriter, but teaching singing was always something I'm extremely passionate about. So I did that for, I guess it's been like 14 years now, at least over a dozen years that I've been teaching singing and voice lessons. And at some point along the line, I realized I wanted to focus on teaching singing to trans people and disabled people because I myself am trans and disabled. And I just wanted to work with people who were like me, who needed, you know, special attention uh, and care. And so I created a scholarship program called the Right to Sing Award. So I basically raised some money to give free voice lessons, singing lessons specifically to trans and disabled people. And because I did that, an organization here in Montreal called Project 10, which is a trans organization for trans youth, they got in touch with me and asked if I could give a workshop on speech voice alteration, which is not something I had ever done before. So that's that was back in 2018. And ever since then, I've been teaching trans voice workshops. It's just It just turned out to be something that my community really lacked. And then it turned out that it was lacking in many communities. And it's been growing ever since then. Did you anticipate that that would like one day be your career? <laughs> no, I, I never set out to become a trans voice teacher. Yeah. But it's something that I love so much. Like you, you never see more joy on someone's face than when they're able to create a voice that best reflects their gender presentation. So it's like an immediately gratifying thing to do. I can imagine so. Sometimes like I, even even myself, like I, I when I started out doing this podcast, I'm like, I do not have a voice for radio. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, the, the complexity of that situation is is not, uh, that's just my own insecurities, if you will, um, playing into it. Tell me more about it. that, Jared. Let's hear about uh, the- <laughs> Are we going into a live session now? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I did not expect to, to be hosting a podcast. I never thought I had the voice for radio, if you will. Mm-hmm. But um, here we are, 20 something episodes later. So I guess I uh, would love to kind of just get a feel for the sound of this was a, something local to your community. You're doing this offline, correct? Yeah, it was done like live in person workshops with different organizations in, in and around Montreal. OK, OK. And I guess tell, tell us a little bit more about like the online aspect of your business. Were you already teaching music lessons online or where did that start? Yeah, I for a long time, I was only teaching music lessons in person. And at some point, I realized if I wanted to reach disabled 
disabled people, even in my community, I had to start teaching online. And also for myself, like I have chronic pain and it just is a lot easier to manage my energy when everything is parceled out online instead of having people come into my space all the time. So I, before the pandemic, I had been doing online learning like through Skype. And then once the pandemic happened and everybody became, you know, quickly adopting online learning, it became something that was very normal for people. And now my business is hundred percent online. I only do online workshops and, uh, and I don't teach privately at this moment because I'm focusing on course creation and uh, social media creation. But even if I was teaching privately, it would still only be online. Okay, very cool. Well, as always, I want to kind of dig in and understand like what that journey was like for you. What were the what were the hurdles you had to overcome? Uh, maybe transitioning from offline to on. H- how did that go for you? Honestly, it was super smooth. I don't know. I, I, I remember I remember all of my friends complaining about having to switch to online, like people having to learn about the technology and what have you. But I've always been like an early adopter and a quick learner. You know, I was live streaming on Periscope back when that was a thing and teaching on Skype uh, before Zoom became popular. Of course, now I teach over Zoom. So it wasn't a challenge at all. Like it was just something that was exciting to learn and integrate into my business. I got really into Calendly and, you know, booking everybody into my particular schedule. And uh, yeah, I have, I don't know, like I said earlier, I have a glutton for punishment. So (laughs) I really love learning about new things and then integrating them into my life. I think getting the physics degree, like you mentioned at the beginning, makes things easier for me because I really truly believe that there is nothing I can't learn if I apply myself. Seriously, seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe uh, just from the perspective of even your audience, was was there any struggle for them? Maybe those who used to work with you in person transitioning to a different space? Certainly there was a few people who preferred not to continue with me because I went online. But the thing is, trans people and disabled people, they're not in like a centralized location. I mean, this is true of any uh, specialty group, I could say, like if you were a fan of canoeing, you know, like there are fans of canoeing in your town, but also if you want to join a canoe group, like you have to go online where they all exist. So it's very normal for trans and disabled people to congregate online. Like uh, most of my friends who are trans and disabled, I've met through Twitter or Tumblr or TikTok or any of these online spaces. So it, it was not unusual for people to start taking lessons from me through Zoom because they were already used to meeting their friends and whoever else in online spaces. It sounds to me like you had a fairly strong audience online that you've built. <laughs> Maybe you could just kind of dig into that. Like, how did you get started building this this audience online? Luck had a major component here. So I, I don't want people to think like there's a magic secret sauce, but I'll tell you the story. So I had been doing my workshops. I started working with a trans, a different trans organization in Montreal, and I was doing like in French and in English, multiple workshops. And then at some point I thought to myself, oh, you know, if I want to really make this my business, I need to go where the young people are. <laughs> because typically nowadays it's it's younger trans people who are seeking voice alteration services and certainly older people as well, because there's no age that's like appropriate for transitioning. You can transition at any age, but more and more younger people are, are deciding to transition, which is fabulous and wonderful. But I realized I wasn't on TikTok. Like I had been on Instagram for 10 years and Twitter for 10 years, but I had been really resistant to TikTok, mostly because I found it incredibly addictive. I don't know if you've been on TikTok. I haven't yet. I'm a little <laughs> behind the times. <laughs> TikTok is designed to be extremely addictive and that, you know, for better or for worse. But I decided if I want to expand my client base to young trans people, they are on TikTok. I knew this. So I made my first TikTok. It was about the phenomena I saw as a trans voice teacher, which was I had certain cisgender students. Do you know what that means? Cisgender? I think so. I think that means they are the gender that they were assigned at birth. Correct. Exactly. 
Exactly. So I had a number of cisgender students who were also reaching out to me for my voice alteration services, like cis men who wanted to sound more masculine okay. and cis women who wanted to sound more feminine. And I just thought how sad <laughs> that, you know, even cis people are feeling the, the hurt of the gender binary that we're all oppressed by, you know? And I, I made a little TikTok about that and it went viral. And within one weekend, I got 10,000 followers on my TikTok. So all of a sudden I had this huge audience. And I think now, like six months later, I have about 85,000. Now those numbers might seem very large. For TikTok, they're not that large. Like they, they would be enormous on Instagram, say, but on TikTok, it's easier to get that. Because the way TikTok works is that it will show your content to people who are not following you. Like there's an algorithm, people go on their, their For You page and see videos that the TikTok algorithm has deemed that they might find interesting. So it's specifically designed to put you in front of the eyeballs of people who are not in your networks, which is what makes it such a powerful tool and why things go so viral so fast, right? So I was really fortunate that I was set up to like act when I got the 10,000 person boost. And I immediately just set up a page on my website that was like, I'm going to make a course. I, I had no idea <laughs> what course I was going to make, but I was like, okay, I'm going to make a course. Give me your email and I'll email you when the course is made. I tried at the beginning to take on all these people who wanted lessons, like as private lessons. And immediately it was not possible. Like I realized right away, I was only going to dig myself into a hole that I'd never be able to get out of. So I just made a little website with a little form to capture emails and built up my email list. Now I think of around 2000 people on my email list. And yeah, that was just a lucky, just a stroke of luck that got me to where I am today. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you call it luck, but I, I don't, I, it, I, elements of luck, sure, but certainly some preparation and some, you know, quick yes. thinking that puts you in this position. I mean, to have a video go viral on TikTok, you know, is is one thing, but to take that and I, I don't know if it's capitalize on that or to, to know what to do in that moment. I mean, I think that's huge. I think a lot of people would have looked at this as like, okay, well now what, you know, like, do yeah. I put like you put up the webpage, you put up the email sign up and you said something. A lot of people would probably be afraid to sell something unless they already had it. Like I myself have been paralyzed about this stuff. <laughs> like even though I see this every single day, I see thousands upon thousands of people like you doing these things. So luck, yeah, that, that, that may have been a teeny tiny factor. I think you're overemphasizing on the luck. Well, it was a component, certainly. And I do know that I was set up to act when the time was right. So I'm very lucky that that happened. That I, I think I'm lucky that I was educated in such a way that I was ready to act. And I'm lucky that I had this viral video. I don't know. I I don't like to take on too much credit because I could have been brought up anywhere else or with a different family or having different circumstances. Like just the fact that I am who I am is just a product of how I was brought up. So I like to give luck a lot of credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. So I guess kind of moving on, uh, when you put that out there, you, you, you put the page, the email sign up page. Uh, did you have the course in mind? Did you try to get people shuffling in to do, I think you mentioned that you may have already, like you knew you couldn't handle them all one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So so when, okay, so first the video went viral. Then I had a little existential crisis for about a weekend. And I had been really resistant to making a course. This is what led to the existential crisis because my ethos as a private voice teacher was always that every individual student has individual needs. And I thought if I make a course, I'm not going to be able to cater to each student's needs. People are going to be left out. Like if you create bounds, people have to be on the outside of those bounds. That's just logic. Um, but then what I realized as soon as I saw my calendar completely book up and I had no more room to take on students was that if I didn't make a course, then I was effectively leaving out a lot more people, right? I would, there was lots of people who wanted this information. And if I didn't act and make some kind of online course, then they weren't going
going to be able to access that at all. And then I would have had a situation where a bunch of trans people were on a wait list for my services. Now, you might not be aware of this, but trans people are on wait lists everywhere. And it's a big problem everywhere, essentially. Like if you want to get on hormones in Ireland, you have to wait about four years (laughs) for the HSC to act. So it's a big problem. And I didn't want to contribute to that. So I decided to take the workshop that I had already done like 20 or 30 times in French and English and make an e-course version of it that was more filled out. So the workshop's only two hours, but the course is like maybe six or seven hours of information and exercises and a little more fleshed out version of the workshop, essentially. Well, I guess I'd love to kind of just hear what what happened next in the storyline. So you you have all the signups, you built the course. Did you have like a traditional launch? How did you actually like when the rubber meets the road, like what what happened next? Yeah, that's a good question. I remember, let me see, I have to go back in my memory and see how this went. I took about three months off from private teaching. Like I decided if I wanted to make this happen as quickly as possible, I had never made a course. So I didn't know how much time and energy was required to like write it and film it and edit it and everything. So I originally had planned to take two months off. So I took the two months off to create the course. And then I needed a third month just to plan the launch. Now I had hired a virtual assistant at that time. So a really nice woman named Emily was helping me with the launch. And together we made a a launch strategy where we pre-launched the course for a week before the the course went live. And in that first week, I think we had like 120 signups. I was hoping to get 75. That was like, if I can get 75, I will have recouped my costs and everything will be great. But 120 people signed up. And that's when I realized, oh boy, (laughs) there is a real serious need for this, this education. Wow. 125 over 75. I can't do math quick enough to, I should be like, that's such an easy problem. (laughs) It was like 50 extra people. Like we really, you know, I ended up with enough funds that I didn't have to immediately go back to private teaching. It meant I had like some time to relax and think about what is the best way to reach my overarching goals as a business owner. And my overarching goals are to create a world in which affordable, accessible, and non-pathologizing voice education resources are wildly available to any trans person. So like this is, you know, one way that trans people can access these resources, but I want to create more and more ways. So with the time that I had, I was able to think about the next course that I was going to make, which is the one I'm working on right now. Okay. Very cool. Uh, any uh, hints, secrets, uh, spoilers <laughs> you're gonna, you want to drop on that or? Well, so the course is like out, it's a live course and it's a teacher training course. So I decided to do a five week course where teachers come and meet me for four hours every week. And I teach them how to teach trans voice alteration. So I target it towards like singing teachers and other voice professionals. And we have like 12 teachers from five countries and it's the best part of my week. They come and they meet me and we just have a wonderful time talking about how to support trans people with their goals. And I want to make a whole giant group of teachers who are just like me, who are kind and patient and trans positive. All right. Well, I'd love to, one thing I haven't touched on yet is I think our listeners would like to know, like, where did Kajabi come into the picture? Like, I don't think we've gotten there yet. Like, you knew you were going to create a course. Did you already have a Kajabi account? Um, Where did that, where did that happen? No, I didn't have a Kajabi account when the TikTok went viral. I had my website somewhere else and I had, you know, integrated a bunch of things into my website to make it function. And because of the really rapid growth, I was immediately looking for scalability right off the bat. You know, I knew that if I went with some things that integrated into my website, I would have to pay for like a bunch of different services. I could already see that like if I went with a certain mail server, you know, it was going to be free for like a couple of months and then I'd have to pay for 
this service and that service. And just to make the machine work with the growth I was expecting, I knew that it was going to be a giant pain unless everything was integrated into one. So Kajabi was really attractive to me because it had everything I wanted under one roof, one price. I was super pleased with that. And I found it through Leonie Dawson's course. So I'm sure you're familiar. I don't know with Leonie Dawson. She uh, is like a businesswoman from Australia. And I was a fan of hers before, but I had never bought one of her courses. And so I took her create your course in 40 days course. And it was exactly what I needed. It told me, okay, just do X, Y, and Z. Here are your options. Kajabi's great. And so I just took every step right away. I didn't waste any time. I love it. I love it. Just out of curiosity, did you even explore anything else or is it just you, you already knew what you were doing? I didn't explore anything else very seriously. I signed up for other services and looked around, but I, it just, I knew I could tell that this business was going to do really well, really quickly because trans people are famously underserved as a market. (laughs) So I knew that, you know, word of mouth was going to spread quickly and I was going to need something that was going to scale. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm interested Like, I guess, tell, tell us a little bit more about like kind of the timeline in which this all transpired, because we've, we've talked about a lot of different things. Like it sounds like overnight success. Like I'm sure there's a little bit more of a reality to this. This is probably, you know, I'm assuming several years of hard work. I know you don't get college degrees (laughs) overnight, (laughs) or if you do, I know I need to know your secrets. (laughs) No, no, you definitely don't get college degrees overnight. I mean, the course was kind of an overnight success. Like you could look at it that way because the TikTok went viral in May of 2021. (laughs) And now it's November of 2021. Or yeah, so it was like six months between that viral TikTok and launching my second course. So really, really, really happened quickly. But I had been creating my ethos as a teacher over my entire life. You know, I went and got a jazz degree from McGill University, and then I got a songwriting degree uh, from the University of Limerick in Ireland. And all of that time was spent sort of crafting the person I wanted to be and the teacher I wanted to become. So yeah, it definitely took time to like learn about trans voice resources. Like back in 2018, when I first got asked to teach this, I had I had no idea. I only knew what I knew about singing. And I kind of had an idea of how to apply what I knew about singing to the trans voice space. But I had to like do my own self teaching. And this is why I decided to do the teacher training, because I remember as a voice teacher, there is no centralized ed- education for voice teachers out there for this like trans voice alteration thing. I had to look on Reddit and on YouTube and on different forums and little the back alleys of the internet, you know, and I have all these books and things. And I really created my own course essentially for training myself in this. And so that's why I wanted to create this teacher training course so that it's much easier for the next generation of trans voice teachers. All right. Just to kind of uh, finish things off, I would love to know, I guess, what's changed for you in your life and kind of your business as a result of everything leading up to this? I would say I'm finally able to have a life that is accessible to me as a person with chronic pain. I've had some office jobs and I've I've worked in different places and my chronic pain has always been a limiting factor. But thanks to the success of my work on Kajabi, I'm able to completely manage my pain and, and have basically a pain-free life. And that's huge for me. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a long time. I did this with Alyssa Weinzimmer. I don't know if you've listened to her podcast. She's, she is a voice teacher. I'm going to I'm going to put you on the spot. Here we go. <laughs> uh, you were kind of going there earlier too, I think. Uh, let's let's do, let's, what's like just an exercise that we can uh, like think through and like, you know, uh, if someone's sitting in their car listening, maybe they could do this with us as we do this, but like maybe work with me on something that I can do to have more presence or, or wh- whatever techniques that you maybe start with. Well, so the important thing to understand 
understand is that I really believe in student-led learning. So it's, I'm not the gender police, you know, I'm not going to come out here and say, do this to sound like a man and do this to sound like a woman. Because Jared, if you're a man, you have a man's voice, you know, but if your voice doesn't reflect the presentation of your gender that makes you happy, then we can work together to look at what the possibilities are. So you were saying earlier, you're, you don't, didn't think you had a voice for radio. Yeah. Can you tell me what your, what your issues were with that? Like, what did you think the issue was? Oh man, I think it's probably just uh, from hearing myself (laughs) back when I was a kid recording myself on cassette tapes. (laughs) As soon as you hear yourself, you're like, oh, you just sound so much weirder when you hear the recorded version. That's true. Everybody sounds weirder to themselves, but could you identify a characteristic of your voice that was giving you stress? Mm, I mean, I definitely don't have that deep radio voice. Ah, there we go. So deep radio voice is what you were looking for. Yes. So in some bodies that have experienced the testosterone and puberty, the pliable cartilage of the larynx will grow and you get more space in the vocal tract, giving deeper, darker resonance. So you just might have a smaller vocal tract than some other cis men, like whatever. It's a, you know, bimodally distributed characteristic. There's no wrong way to be a human being. Um, So if you want to create a little bit deeper, darker resonance, you just need to make a little more space in your vocal tract. So what I'm going to have you do is just put your hand just gently on the prominent part of your larynx and just yawn and tell me what you feel. I feel my Adam's apple go up and down. (laughs) Yeah. So I tend to call the Adam's apple the laryngeal prominence because Adam's apple is kind of like needlessly gendered, like women and men have an Adam's apple. And I don't know, it just gives some people gender dysphoria. So I stay away from that phrase. And what's it called? The laryngeal prominence. So the, like, prominent. the prominent part of the larynx. Yeah. Okay. So if you yawn and then just hold that extra space open like that and do a little uh, Darth Vader breathing, like do you hear how it sounds? The, the breathing sounds a little dark and deep. Yes. So now what's a, you know, a phrase that you say every podcast? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast. Perfect. So we'll start with that. So what I'm going to have you do is make that yawning shape and then hold it down and say your phrase. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast. Ooh, so I know. <laughs> notice a little difference. I don't know I if you did you. Okay. So that's the kind of work that I do with my students. That's awesome. It's going to be real. I don't know how many people listen to this in their car, but I can just imagine for some reason, I imagine people listen to their podcasts in their car and they're going to be doing this <laughs> while driving down the road. Of course, <laughs> if we want to feminize the voice, it's a completely different thing. <laughs> Okay. Well, I will save that for (laughs) podcast round two. Um, Sounds good. um, I'm sure there are several listeners that would be interested in doing so though. So I guess tell us like for anyone who is interested in you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me at reneeyoxon.com. So that's R-E-N-E-E-Y-O-X-O-N.com. And at reneeyoxon on all the things on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram. Those are my three favorites, I would say. So my website and my social media. If there are people listening, especially trans people who want to take the course but can't afford the course. I also have a scholarship list that you're welcome to get on and I give away about four or five scholarships. It depends on uh, what are available. And if you're listening to this and you want to buy somebody a scholarship, you're also welcome to go ahead and donate that. So all that information is on my website as well. Amazing. All right. Well, what is next on the horizon for you? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you, this is like a little preview into my big, uh, scary ideas. I would like to create a system in which the teachers that I train can get hooked up with students who don't have the funds for private lessons so that teachers can practice with students who give them feedback. So I want to create like this give and take system that benefits everyone. I'm really trying to change the world here. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. This is, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. So it's almost like the next iteration of your scholarship program. Exactly. Someone doesn't even need 
need to pay for the scholarship. They can, mm-hmm. they can simultaneously help each other. Exactly. That's what I want. Amazing stuff. Well, thank you once again for joining us today, Renee. This has been a, a true pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Really, I think that's all we have for everyone this time. So thank you to all of our listeners who've tuned in once again. Of course, as always, we love it when you share your feedback with us. You can always reach out to us at edgepodcast at kajabi.com. Of course, leave us a review. Leave us a comment in your review. I really love those. I check not every day, but I check a lot. (laughs) So uh, thanks again for listening and we will see you all next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast.